Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I'm privileged to have a very accomplished uh, sitar player, musician, and a yoga person, Munmun Ghosh from Mumbai, with me on our show. Munmun, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Really you. glad to be on the show. Thank you. Munmun is a Mumbai-based artist driven to create beauty, benefit, and value in different media. As I mentioned, she's an author, journalist, musician, uh, a yoga instructor, and delivers motivational talks. She teaches the sitar and gives recitals. She's a Sangeet Visharad in vocal classical music. She believes in the power of music to heal and to elevate the human spirit. And uh, earlier, she has worked as a journalist with various magazines. So, Munmun, what would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career? Um, I think the first milestone would be my first childhood memory itself, mm-hmm. which is that of my uh, father, Dr. Nirmal Moykhosh, mm-hmm. uh, sitting and singing mm-hmm. this Tagore song. Uh, I would just like to sing the first two sure, lines for sure, you. It's a patriotic sure. song. Mm-hmm. Aji Bangladesh eridoi hote kakho na poni tumi oporoporupe bahir hole jononi ogo ma tomai dekhe dekhe akina phire tomar duar aji khule geche sonar mandire ogo ma Can you can you for our other listeners interpret it also that's beautiful Uh, uh this is actually uh, talking about the emergence of bengal in 1905 uh-huh. you know uh, as in a new identity okay and uh, and he says that it was basically to inspire the bengalis and to make them feel that mm. uh, this is a very very beautiful country and mm. i mean beautiful state at that mm. point of mm. time mm. and uh, uh, it is shining and it is up to you all now to make this really really beautiful you know wow. and glorious fantastic uh, it's about the It's a patriotic song, just meant to yeah. uh, evoke in enthusiasm. I understand. Okay, and uh, you're going to give me two more milestones. Oh yes, I was talking. So hmm. well, this song. I, when I listen to this song, I think it stirred up my innate love huh. for literature and music. Okay, which became my two lifelong passions. Hmm. and on which i have been acting to date mm-hmm. so in that sense i think that's really the first milestone wonderful the second one comes many years later uh, which is about 15 years back when mm-hmm. i encountered nichiren's buddhism mm-hmm. this is uh, i was at a, a kind of an impasse mm-hmm. and dealing with a difficult situation mm-hmm. which i could not rationally resolve mm-hmm. and i'm an intensely logical person mm. and uh, and then a friend of mine uh, who was chanting namya mm. horengikyo that's mm-hmm. a basic mm. chant yeah she told me that why don't you give it a try mm. and i till then had not been practicing any form of uh, you know regular prayers mm-hmm. uh, i was aritualistic mm. and uh, but i just said why not i mean let's try faith mm. i had studied philosophy in my college and believe me all the philosophies be western or eastern philosophies mm. only uh, aroused more questions in my mind mm. for which there were really no answers okay 
So when she said try faith, hmm. I said okay. As an intelligent person, I hmm. think that if you want to be happy, hmm. you need to try everything. And hmm. since it had no side effects, I started chanting Namya Horenge Kyo. Hmm. You know, and it was really amazing. Fifteen hmm. years later, I can definitely say that that chanting has empowered me. You know, and it has made me a happier person. Wonderful. So the basic belief is this. Hmm. that whatever we are suffering or enjoying at this mm. point of time mm. is a result of all our own karmas mm. you know by which i mean a thought words sure. and deeds sure. in past lives and in this life up to this moment okay and the assurance is that when you start chanting you start expiating for your negative karmas okay you know? and you will become happy in this lifetime itself this is important Wonderful. you will also Still get the effect of those negative karmas, but in a diluted form. Okay. So uh, scientifically, what happens is this: I think, mm. you know, uh, we all have divinity within us. Mm. Like as Vivekananda had said, man is potentially divine. Mm. Mm. You know? So divinity is the Buddha wisdom, as we okay. say. We all have it within us, but mostly it gets covered by all our, uh, you know, negativities. You know, by varied emotions that we experience, our memories. so that wisdom kind of is buried you know mm. so when you chant every day morning and evening what you are doing actually is in the process of chanting you are erasing those negativities mm. so that your own buddha wisdom you know comes up and then when you take action based on that wisdom mm. your life starts changing very nice so this was really the uh, really a milestone in my life fantastic uh, and the third one i would say would be Uh, my joining the, uh, an advanced teachers training course in the Santa Cruz Yoga Institute mm-hmm. uh, four years back. Mm-hmm. Now this was again a turning point because mm-hmm. I had been practicing yoga in the sense of asanas and pranayams as people understand mm-hmm. it mostly mm-hmm. for almost twenty-five to thirty years of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as far back as I can recall, I've been doing the asanas and pranayams. Right. You know. but when i joined that institute for the first time i realized what is the actual meaning of yoga which mm. i'll talk later okay and also it exposed me for the first time mm. to ancient indian thought mm. we were uh, studying passages from patanjali's yoga sutras mm. and i was completely astonished fascinated mm. by the depth and the analytical rigor mm. of ancient indian thought fantastic See, everything is analyzed causes okay. of stress the mind is analyzed into some 17 or 18 components mm. everything so and i think since then i have definitely been seeking mm. to understand uh, more of ancient indian uh, you know thought systems wonderful that has been uh, hugely rewarding fantastic so mon mon uh, i'm going to move a little faster because i'd like to cover a lot of questions with you so let's talk about your journey uh in with music tell me about uh, you know how you were initiated into the sitar by pandit kartik kumar okay okay it's slightly uh, slightly funny okay. because uh, i have been singing since my childhood mm-hmm. my father uh, we are three sisters and one brother mm-hmm. so my uh, father uh, taught all of us tagore songs uh, mm-hmm. since i mean when i was i think i don't know 4 or 5 years mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. so at the age of 10 mm-hmm. 
my father, a very organized person that he was, mm. he decided that my elder sister would, uh, uh, you know, learn the sitar. Uh, and me and my younger sister, we would be singing. We would mm. learn vocal classical mm. because uh, we had very good voices. Mm. And my brother would learn the tabla. Mm. So Pandit Karthik Kumar first entered our houses to come mm. to a house to teach us those days. Okay. Oh. And when he came, he was he came to teach my elder sister. Hmm. But as you can imagine, to children, one sitar is such a curious. Hmm. We all wanted to play, okay. and we all began playing it. Hmm. But then, as it happened, I think I picked it up quite fast, and hmm. somewhere along the way, the others dropped off. Okay. And uh, and when I was in my ninth standard, Pandit Kartik Kumar was uh, organizing a very uh, important concert called hmm. Ritu Samhar. Hmm. where he presented the uh, different ragas, uh, different seasons through different hmm. ragas. Hmm. And uh, and I was chosen as the youngest artist okay. in that concert at that point. Okay. There were 25 artists. Uh -huh. So I remember uh, we played on Gurudarshan, then we did some shows in hmm. different places. And then it came out on Music hmm. India. So I think that was the beginning. And then after that, I went to Calcutta for five years where I took training from very eminent musicologist Pandit Ajoy um, Shinharoy. Hmm. And, and it was a very engaging experience. And then when I came back to Bombay, I joined uh, Bharti Vidya Bhavan to do my Sangeet Visharadin vocal classical music. Okay. Because as you see, vocal is the basis for all instrumental music Understood. also. Understood. So I knew I had to do that. So I did that five-year course. And when I was doing that, I was also playing sitar. I did some shows that time in sitar. So uh, Ustad Azim Khan was teaching there at Bharti Vidya Bhavan. So I started learning from him also sitar. Wonderful. And, so tell uh, me, what, what, is a, what is a Sangeet Visharad? Okay. Sangeet Visharad is really a, a graduation course. Okay. You know, it's like you become a graduate. Mm. So I would, I would call it that kind of an equivalent, you okay. know. So it initiates you into the fundamentals of Indian classical system, which is a mm. very highly evolved system. Correct. As you know, it goes back mm. to the Vedas, Samaveda. Mm. So uh, the ragas, each raga, is a world by itself. Okay. You know? mm -hmm. So uh, to, to understand the ragas, you have to actually, uh, you know, immerse yourself in each world, mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. So Sangeet Visharad initiates you into uh, uh, understanding of uh, a few basic ragas, not all, obviously. You I know? understand. So, um, so I, and a rag, just to very, very simplify it for, mm -hmm. you know, people, uh, it is, it means basically, uh, a, a combination of musical notes mm -hmm. and that is developed in different ways mm -hmm. during a recital. Okay. No, so it's an extremely creative form of music. Okay. So I think, and at the moment I am, uh, actually Sita took a backseat for about 20 years when I was into full-time journalism. Mm -hmm. It became mm -hmm. a casual kind of a hobby. Mm -hmm. But now in the last few years, last uh, I have again renewed it and now I'm I, I am in it for good and I'm doing it full time now. Fabulous. I'm taking guidance under Sri Pulak Lahiri at the moment. Very nice. So, you know, when I was reading about you, you also may make a comment that you believe in the power of music to heal and to elevate the human spirit. Help Absolutely. me understand this. Help me understand this. Okay. See, to put it very simply, what is the single most important cause of all diseases in the world? Mm -hmm. Stress. Mm. You know? So when you are stressed out, it of course leads to you know, tighter muscles, you know, mm. less oxygen supply to different parts of the body because your breathing becomes shallow. Correct. So what happens is, uh, you know, you do not, uh, 
uh, process the food, all that you eat, toxins accumulate, and finally ending up as vyadi, different kind of diseases. Sure. Okay. So music is the greatest de-stressor. Mm. You know, the minute you start singing, mm. you are completely rejuvenated almost. Mm. You know. Okay. And it has been proven that music tones they help concentrate life force. Mm. You know. So any kind of chanting is extremely powerful because it increases your life force. Okay. And the fundamental power for overcoming any illness is a strong life force. Mm. No. So okay. obviously music is going to help you heal to stay healthy. Mm. I mean, there's and Indian classical music is uh, has been proven to uh, you know relieve nervous tension mm. and all psychosomatic diseases. Mm. Okay. You know, it works wonderfully. Wonderful. So Munmun, let's now move to the second part of our conversation, which is. you as a yoga practitioner huh. you know uh, for all our listeners and users who basically think that yoga is pranayama and asanas help me understand what is yoga and it is well beyond the asanas and the pra- pranayams Absolutely. and the whole concept of uh, patanjali's yoga is, is a very very different perspective yes yes so give me your uh, view yes see yoga Uh, to me means mm. two things mm. first to come to the origin of the word it comes from the sanskrit root yuj which mm-hmm. means to yoke or to unite mm. now the question is what unites with what mm. it means everything unites and you become one correct so yoga firstly is a state mm. it's a state of oneness of correct. perfect harmony mm. of absolute concentration mm. so it's a state the, the bhagavad gita says that samatvam yogah uchchate it means yoga is a state of maintaining mental equilibrium okay the highest mental equilibrium which mm-hmm. doesn't get you know ruffled by all the ups and downs of life mm-hmm. so that is the state of yoga okay i mean in very secular terms like if an actor is doing mm-hmm. a role mm-hmm. and the actor concentrates to the extent the actor becomes the role Hmm. that's yoga hmm even but even when i'm talking to you now i mean when i'm concentrating 100% this is i'm in a state of yoga hmm. you know now yoga is the state hmm. but it's also a technique okay it's how do you attain this state Correct. you know it's also a technique to attain because hmm. as we all know that the human mind is very difficult to tame correct you know? so yoga is a retraining of the human mind essentially Hmm. No, it's an education of the the mental self, hmm. and the ancient rishis had uh, said that the human mind is as restless as a drunken monkey bitten by a scorpion. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so the yoga student hmm. actually takes upon you know himself or herself the responsibility hmm. to tame this mind. Wonderful. To conquer this mind. Hmm. So, because Patanjali, as he realized, you know, hmm. I mean, when he wrote the Yoga Sutras, hmm. where he was actually recording the practice of yoga, hmm. you know, it's not that he was uh, enunciating yoga; he was recording it. So he understood that to achieve anything in life, you need a mind that is calm and that can concentrate. Okay. Hmm. So even Ashtanga Yoga, which he propounded, hmm. is a technique to achieve concentration. okay so that you can succeed in whatever you're doing in life mm. you know? i understand so 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 of course asanas and pranayams are important these are actually the third and fourth stage of uh, ashtanga yoga which mm. is a eight limbed uh, mm. this uh, system mm. 
because asanas are important because asanas basically they uh, you know they promote good blood blood circulation and uh, they um, uh, they improve and strengthen our nervous system which is very important our nervous and hormonal systems right you know? so uh, because if i am not strong in body like if at this moment i am in intense pain i will not be able to concentrate hmm. so asanas are needed for our strong body okay pranayams of course they are needed because they help us to steady the mind mm. you know this mind which is talking correct i i personally believe that the greatest discovery of ancient rishis mm. was that breath corresponded to thought wow you know? okay because we cannot like we cannot stop this incessant flow of thoughts in our mind mm. you know how do you stop it but we can regulate our breath mm. pranayam is regulation of the life force prana is life force mm. so we can regulate breath so once once i just start thinking about my breath concentrating on my breath like mm. even at this moment mm. if i just take one deep inhalation you know mm. and if i exhale deeply mm. I'm at once at rest. The mind gets rest at once. Correct. Correct. Because the thoughts slow down, so you cannot slow down the flow of thoughts by yourself. Mm. But when you slow down your breath, then your thoughts slow down and the mind gets rest. Very very nice. You know? And also, the when we inhale deeply, what happens? Mm. We are taking in more oxygen from the air. Mm. And when we exhale mm. powerfully, we are throwing out more toxins. Okay. So that, so that is why you know deep breathing, anulom vilom, vilom these practices they rejuvenate all the cells of our body. True. Hmm? So True. in that sense, of course, asanas and pranayams are vital. Very nice. But you also need to follow the niyamas of yoga, which are very important if Correct. we are going to lead a happy life. Correct. You know the basic ones like saucher, hmm. cleanliness of mind and body. You know then and your environment. santosha con- contentment you have to be content with what you have you know tapa tapa is a very important niyama and which i think really really uh, you know needs to be followed tapa mm. means practicing austerities mm. simply to be hard on yourself okay because we unless we are hard on ourselves unless we do self discipline mm. you cannot achieve anything in life mm. Okay. The fourth is Swadhyay, that is self-study and study of scriptures. Mm. You know, and finally Ishwar Pranidhan, which is a complete surrender to the universe, to believe that this universe is benevolent mm. and is working for your good. Nice. So, so yoga. So this is the whole technique. Correct. If you follow, huh. then you can achieve that state which we talked about, which is you know that state of you know equanimity. Very nice. To me, yoga is all this. You Wonderful. know, it's not just Wonderful. asanas. So, Vinod, I'm actually going to, going to be running out of time soon. Okay. But uh, I also want to talk to you about, uh, you know, your books. Yes. You've written uh, several books. Tell me about your books. Uh, okay. I think that uh, you know, as a writer, and as writing those books, mm-hmm. my main attempt has been to write about aspects of life. Mm-hmm. You know. which are important but which are not being talked about mm. so much mm-hmm. so whether it was my first book hushed voices which actually gives voice to the uh, underprivileged the marginalized you know mm. classes of bombay mm. you know who the, who generally travel uh, this are the local trains in second class correct 
Uh, then uh, my second book was very interesting, Unhooked, because uh, I was talking about uh, an urban phenomenon called intellectual mating of the sexes, which I think is very much on and uh, which nobody really talks about. Mm. But uh, I wanted to explore what that meant. Okay. Uh, and in my third book, Thicker Than Blood, I was uh, dealing with uh, infertility treatments. Mm-hmm. You know, and what they really mean, because which is something that more and more uh, urban women are going through mm. silently, and it mm. has a huge emotional cost mm. uh, apart from the financial cost okay. and uh, physical cost. Mm. So I was exploring the you know, kind of the infertility treatments uh, versus adoption debate to that book. Okay, uh, and. Uh, I think that I think that's about it at the moment. I'm not writing any book. The only book I'm writing, maybe from time to time, is Facebook at the moment. Okay. So I think maybe that's what yeah. is being really read a lot. <laughs> so tell me, where are these books available? Are they available on Amazon? Oh yes, yes, they are. They are all available. Okay, wonderful. So now I have time for two more questions for you, and okay. these are questions for you personally. So one more for someone who's an artist like you, who's been a journalist, yes. who's a, a Sangeet Visharad, who does amazing amount of yoga. What does success mean to Munmun? Uh, I think success to me really means, of course, achieving your personal goals, definitely, whatever goals you set. Hmm. But essentially, I feel, you know, I think uh, you are successful mm-hmm. if you spend your entire day or at least the you know, major part of the day hmm. doing something that you really enjoy that you feel creates value, okay. you know, irrespective of you know the kind of money that brings in. Okay. You know? I mean, if you are doing a job that mm. is uh, highly paid, mm. but you are not enjoying it at all, and you're doing it grudgingly, I wouldn't call you a successful person. Okay. And my follow-up question to that is that who or what inspires you? Oh. Uh, I, uh, see, my first inspiration, obviously, is my, uh, you know, my parents, Correct. you know, by both my parents, they are no longer in the world. I mean, uh, you know, Ghosh and Kamla Ghosh, they were just absolutely uh, wonderful people, you know, extremely capable, considerate, uh, and both of them gave, gave and gave, not just to the children, to society. Hmm. So they remain my prime inspiration. Hmm. Besides Rabindranath Tagore, I have Tagore and Vivekananda are thankfully my legacy, you know. Hmm. So I I definitely am inspired. But basically, you know, in life, anybody I see doing some good work, any of my friends hmm. does some good work, I get inspired by it. You know? I mean, even if I go to somebody's house and my uh, friend makes a very good meal, hmm. cooks a nice meal and feeds me, and I, I get inspired. I said, great, because I definitely think that even preparing a good meal is a work of art, you okay. know. And I think cooking is a very, very, uh, you know, underrated kind of uh, art, art sure. form. You know? sure. So I get inspired by anything that is good. And that's, um, and then I feel like doing something good. Wonderful. Very nice. So I'm going to I'll be asking you my last question now. And this is one for the thousands of people who will listen to all the, you know, good, good uh, comments you made on the show today. Uh, this question is for all those young people who are looking at a senior individual like you starting uh, off their life as a young artist. Uh, what would your advice be to them? I would say that uh, 
of course pursue something that you really enjoy mm. this is very important the mm. first thing is that you must enjoy it Correct. you know do not take up something just because you feel this is in fashion mm. you know or this is uh, this will bring money no do an activity take up an art that really you enjoy because if you do that then it takes care of a lot of things because then you will put in that riyas into it Correct. you know you are going to pursue it earnest and uh, i would like to actually restate something guraditya uh, mukherjee the he's a very good sitarist and my friend told me once sure. there is no fun in doing anything without sincerity okay you know hmm. so i think that whatever you pursue hmm. whichever art please do it sincerely give your 100% to it you know hmm. and it is bound to yield uh, results okay you have to be patient hmm. be patient because uh, it takes time hmm. you know it take, and you might feel that no no i cannot do this but believe me as an artist or sitarist i can say that i myself have uh, broken so many barriers that i had in my mind about my own capacities you know i felt i could not play this hmm. i could play this much but not hmm. but I, when i started doing riyas especially today i i feel i'm breaking you know each day barriers hmm. Right. in my mind most important yeah, yeah, yeah. it all comes on to the mind wonderful one more thank you so much it's been such a pleasure speaking to you i wish you lots of success in whatever you're doing thank you so much ashutosh it was a complete pleasure for me to be able to speak thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.